This is Dina Weiss for Hadar on Parashat Bayera, Every Guest an Angel. The opening image of Parashat Bayera is a sweet and intimate scene of God's revealing himself to Avraham as he sits at the entrance of his tent on a sunny day. Yet, just one verse after God himself appears to Avraham, God appears to lose a competition for Avraham's attention to a new and different set of guests. God appeared to Avraham by the oaks of Mamre as he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Avraham lifted his eyes and saw that, behold, there were three men standing before him. When he saw them, he ran to greet them from the entrance to his tent and bowed low to the ground. He said, My master, Adonai, if I have now found favor in your eyes, do not leave from before your servant. At first glance, Avraham's behavior is alarming. How could he leave the entrance of the tent where God himself had come to be with him as verse 2 states explicitly, in order to greet other visitors. How could Avraham be so disrespectful to his most distinguished guest? However, according to Rashi on the third verse of our story, it is not clear whom Avraham is addressing when it appears that he is turning his attention from God to other guests. Vayomar Adonai Imna Legadol Shabahem Amar Ukra'am Kulam Adonim he said, My master, Adonai, if I have now found favor. Avraham is speaking to the greatest of the visitors, and he called them all Adonim, masters. And to the greatest, he said, do not leave. And when he doesn't leave, his companions will remain with him. And in this way, the term Adonai refers to something ordinary. Another opinion, based on Shruot 35b, is that Adonai refers to something holy. And Avraham is saying to the holy blessed one to wait for him while he runs to welcome the guests. According to the first and perhaps more straightforward opinion suggested by Rashi, when it appears that Avraham is speaking to his new guests and ignoring God, that is exactly what is happening. Avraham does abandon God in favor of the newcomers. However, according to the second opinion that Rashi provides, Avraham does not turn his attention to his guests without taking God's presence into account. He first asks God's forbearance in order to take a temporary leave and feed his visitors. When Avraham addresses a figure as Adonai, it could refer to his first divine guest or to his second angelic visitors who have come in human guise. The dispute that arises around whom the term Adonai refers to shows us how unclear and ambiguous this word is. But it is possible that there is a very good reason for this lack of clarity on the part of the Torah. Perhaps it is deliberately ambiguous to teach us that the distinction that we make between honoring God, Adonai, and honoring one another, Adonai with a lowercase a, 
with a lowercase aleph is not necessary, helpful, or accurate. As Avraham is taking care of his guests, he is showing honor to God. When Avraham is greeting his visitors, he is also speaking to God, simultaneously and without distinction. Avraham is confident in asking God to wait as he addresses the needs of his guests because of the reason for God's apparition. God has come to show kindness to Avraham, visiting him because he was recuperating from his circumcision. As Rashi explains, Vayera elav, levakera tachola, amar rabbi chama bar chanina, yom shlishi lemilatohaya, uva hakadosh baruchu v'sha'al bishlomo. He appeared to him in order to visit the sick. Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina said it was the third day after Avraham's circumcision, and the Holy Blessed One came to ask how he was doing. Just as God wants to do the mitzvah of visiting the sick, he wants Avraham to do the mitzvah of welcoming guests. Taking care of the needs of others is not a disruption of God's visit. It is the fulfillment of it. We show kindness and appreciation to God when we show kindness and care for one another. The passage on Shavuot 35b, which is the basis for Rashi's interpretation that the Adonai Avraham speaks to is God, also teaches that welcoming guests is even greater than receiving God's presence. Or, we might arguing, welcoming guests is identical to receiving God's presence. Tanya nami hachi. It was taught, one who enters to visit the sick should not sit on the bed or on a chair. Rather, he should wrap himself and sit on the ground before him because the Shekhinah is above the head of the sick person. As it says, God will support him on his sickbed. While visiting him when he was sick, God is also sending Avraham the message about what his values are and the correct way to honor him. If it were not beneath God's dignity to visit a human who is ill, then it would not be beneath God's dignity to wait as Avraham took care of another human's needs. The constant presence of the Shekhinah at the head of a sick person's bed shows that when visiting the sick and caring for their needs, we are visiting and honoring God simultaneously. What might appear like an interruption from our ritual life is, in fact, no disruption at all. Interrupting an interaction with God in order to encounter another human being is explored in Masechet Brachot. There, the Mishnah discusses when it is permitted or forbidden to pause and address someone else during one's recitation of the Shema or praying of the Amidah. Baprakim sho'el mipnei kavod u'meshiv u'be'emtza sho'el mipnei hayirah u'meshiv. Divrei Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, be'emtza sho'el mipnei hayirah u'meshiv mipnei kavod u'baprakim sho'el mipnei kavod u'meshiv shalom l'chol adam. And regarding prayer, In between the paragraphs of the Shema, he may greet another person out of respect. And in the middle of a paragraph, he may greet another person out of fear, according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda says, In the middle of a paragraph, he may greet another person 
out of fear and respond out of honor. In between the paragraphs, he may greet out of respect and respond to any person. During the Amidah, even if the king greets him, he should not respond. Although the laws of permitted and forbidden interruptions appear to be clear, they are also woefully insufficient. Never have I encountered a king or a similarly powerful person during my recitation of the Shema or praying of the Amidah. These laws do not cover the most frequent scenarios that I encounter, which are not of people presenting themselves to intimidate me, but rather of those who have come to me for help. No guidance is given by the Mishnah for the questions of how to respond to a person who needs to be shown which page the congregation is on, or how to respond to anyone, child or adult, who presents in synagogue with needs not related to the prayer service. May I address their confusion or distress? Or must I give God my undivided and uninterrupted attention? Avraham's legendary kindness in welcoming his guests, his energetic and wholehearted hachnasat orchim, presents us with an answer to this question. The Mishnah does not raise these cases because they are obvious. Of course, the answer is yes. Help them. Help them and don't think of this as an interruption of your prayers. God is happy to wait. This is what prayer is for. It sensitizes you to your own needs and those of others. Praying should encourage you to address the needs of others, following God's example and with his help. Prayer strengthens your connection with and your relationship to God so that you know that God expects kindness from you. When you see your performance of chesed as a continuation of your prayer, then God does not feel insulted or ignored even though it looks like you have ceased communicating with him. This sensitivity to needless interruption does not only apply to prayer. Although not quite forbidden, it is considered important not to interrupt between the ritual washing of one's hands for bread and the recitation of the hamotzi blessing at the beginning of the meal. However, any activity or speech which pertains directly to the meal itself is never considered an interruption. There are those who say that he needs to be careful not to interrupt, even if it is just waiting and certainly even for a little speaking. However, even words of Torah are considered an interruption according to this opinion, and he needs to be careful, with the exception of those things which are for the needs of the meal, for in that case everyone agrees that he will be permitted to interrupt. The Mishnah Bura upholds the value of focus and a smooth transition from hand washing to bread breaking. However, some acts that might seem like interruptions are not considered to be problematic if they are germane to the meal. Words of Torah, which are usually valorized, are forbidden here. Just as visiting the sick is considered greater than meeting the Shekhinah, so too speaking words of Torah is demoted. Chesed is how we should be defining our lives and is always relevant. Never considered to be a disruption even in cases where words of Torah themselves are forbidden. This kind of holistic attitude 
is reflected in Rav Kook's interpretation of Bar Kapara's statement in Brachot. Darash Bar Kapara. Ezohi parasha katana, shakol gufei Torah tuluyin ba, bechol darachacha da'ehu, vehu yashar orchotacha. Bar Kapara expounded, What is the small passage which all of the fundamentals of Torah are dependent upon? Know him in all of your ways, and he will straighten your paths. Rav Kook understands this exposition of Bar Kapara as teaching us about approaching our lives in general as indistinct from the specifically ritual service of God. And similarly, with everything that he does, in truth, there is nothing in this world which is not for God's honor. Therefore, everything he does could be God's word, command, and desire. So he should seek God's name in them. And when he strives with all of his intellect and all of his power to do what he does with the goal of wholeness in all aspects of wholeness, he will find that he knows God in all of the ways. Bechol hadrachim. According to Rav Kook, not only acts that are clearly defined as mitzvot are eligible to be understood as part of the service of God. What defines the value of any act from the most overtly religious to the most ostensibly secular, is our capacity to invoke God's name and to see ourselves as serving him through our behavior. We are only interrupted in our service of God if we believe that such interruption is possible. But if we understand the world and its fullness as full of opportunities to realize God's glory and to encounter him, we will worship him without ceasing. Every path will become a path to God and every guest will be an angel sent by him. Wishing you a Shabbat of kindness and wholeness. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.